Sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Flanders. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the more milder weather and uh, kicked back a little bit. Watched, I'm sure many uh, people watched the returns coming in. It wasn't much of a contest. It was over very quickly, according to the news reports. Uh, here's, uh, here's what happened in New Hampshire yesterday, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side. On the Democratic side, number one, uh, even though Joe Biden was not on the ballot, he won with a write-in vote total of 72%. So Joe Biden got 72% of the votes. Dean Phillips got 21%. And uh, the author woman named Marianne Williamson got 4%. Marianne, time to pack it in. Anyway, besides that, on the Republican side... Well, supposedly on the Republican side, and we'll talk about that, as Donald Trump won going away 54% of the vote, Nikki Haley got 45% of the vote. Now, Nikki Haley said, well, we came in a close second, not really close, 10 points, double digits away. Uh, but she said, uh, you know, that was close enough to stay in the race. Well, uh, let me give you a little sidelight to uh, what happened in, in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a open state, an open primary, meaning you don't have to be listed as a Republican or a Democrat to vote on the Republican or Democratic ticket. You can be an independent. And according to CNN... Their exit polling that was done, and CNN is a pretty liberal organization, Nikki Haley relied heavily on the support of independents and Democrats in the New Hampshire primary, yet still lost by a wide margin. Of Haley's voters in the Granite State, CNN said about 7 in 10 said they were registered as undeclared prior to Tuesday. In other words, they voted in the Republican primary, but seven of the ten people that voted for her were listed as undeclared independents or Democrats. CNN relied on exit polls to make its shocking statement, New Hampshire's loose requirements allows for voters to cross over. Trump crushed Haley in the New Hampshire primary by double digits with results, uh, you know, that came in. Well, it was 50. The actual final numbers were 54 or 55 to 43. Um, It varies by one or two points, uh, depending upon polls. Trump's path to nomination seems all but inevitable now after his crushing victory. Uh, Senators uh, John Cornyn from Texas and Debbie Fisher from uh, Nebraska endorsed Trump within minutes. In fact, John Cornyn has been uh, kind of been outspoken uh, against Trump on some issues, but he came out uh, he came out immediately after the vote and said, "You know what? This thing's over." Um, Well, here's his exact statement. Senator Cornyn to Haley, end your campaign. 
time for the GOP to unite behind Trump. And any any position that you go on to from here, any state or any race, and you're all you're doing is wasting money that could be spent against Joe Biden in the general election. So there you have the big results in a nutshell. And there was another very interesting thing that came out through the process of polling, the Harris poll and a number of other polls that were taken during the uh, voting in New Hampshire. Immigration is now seen as the top issue facing the nation by by at least seven points ahead of inflation, ahead of anything else. By the way, abortion runs at a low about 5%. Well, but yet it's it's still the issue that the Democrats are talking about. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Brad, cuz it made me think of something that I saw yesterday on MSNBC. I saw it on Twitter X. Okay. But it was an MSNBC report and I know we have Phil on hold, but uh real quickly there was a young reporter and he was talking to a young voter. Now when I say young, they were probably 25 or younger. And he asked the voter, he said, uh, who are you voting for? He said, oh, I'm voting for Nikki Haley because I don't want Trump to win, but he's a Democrat. And, uh, okay, Uh, but he went on to say that uh, even if she wins, uh, I won't vote for the Republicans uh, in the presidential race because they don't align with my values. And his values were, are you ready? Climate change? Oh, boy. Um, oh God! What was the other one? Um, abortion, uh, uh, abortion rights for women, climate change, abortion rights, and uh, incarceration rates. Incarceration I thought, wait a second, rates. nations are burning. <laughs> yes. We've got a, we're being invaded at our southern border, and. Maybe he's so rich that the inflation doesn't affect him. But that's where he was. That's where he stands. That's crazy. And I mean, this this thing on immigration, Kenny, is going to be the bellwether. I don't care what anybody says. All you got to do is look at what's going on. The Democrats know it now, too. The Democrats are now finally starting to come out and including Mayorkas who has said all along that the border's secure, everything is good. He's now start because he's in the middle of impeachment hearings. He would be the only, the I think, only the second, uh, you know, appointee or administrator, whatever you call him, that has ever been impeached if this goes through. But he's now Mayorkas starting to say... is a catatonic yeah, we, schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> he's... <laughs> He ain't going to do nothing. I mean, he just stares at the camera. He looks like he's not even there. Is he there? I know. No, I he's not. So. He's in charge of Homeland Security. He should be sitting down with the doctor talking about his catatonic schizophrenia. <laughs> See, Kenny, I think he's oh. one of those robots that they that they keep talking exactly. about with AI, artificial intelligence. They got somebody somewhere in a room in New Jersey uh, speaking for him through now, a mouthpiece. For the record, if anybody that's listening is a, a schizophrenic, uh, I have friends that are schizophrenic. Yeah, we have. Yeah, uh, we, uh, close, no, close yeah. friends, and I know it's a very uh, severe um, psychiatric uh, 
yeah. disease. And yeah. I do have passion for them. But in this case, I'm kind of making a little bit of a humorous joke towards our director of Homeland Security. Who is just out there. Let, let's just let's just be more middle of the road and just say the guy's a zombie. He doesn't really he doesn't know what he's doing or what he's supposed to do. He's just following his orders. Yeah. And the mental illness are is severe, especially uh, being a catatonic a schizophrenic. Uh, but I'm using it in this reference as humor towards our director of Homeland Security, who appears, according to me, to Canatonic. be that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to fill up the shorts because <laughs> he wants to talk about this issue as well. Uh, Phil, uh, what did, what did you think of the results last night coming out of New Jersey? Yeah, Brad, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you having the great show. Uh, a lot of topics are going to come up later. I wish I'd be able to call in on it. But first of all, I'll just point out that Minnesota's own Dean Phillips got second in the Democratic primary in New Hampshire. He got second. Correct. And, okay, he got second to Joe Biden. And, Brad, I just want to point out that Joe Biden was not on the ballot. Exactly. But he still won. There's been a lot of news and a lot of court business and a lot of stuff around Donald Trump being kept off the ballot in a number of states. They wasted a ton of time because all of his supporters would write him in anyways, and he'd win anyways like Joe Biden did. But instead, people are worried about things like Mayorkas being impeached. Brad, yeah. they, they, all this news that we heard about Trump being kept off the ballot is a bunch of crap because he'd win anyways by write-in. You know, I'm beginning to agree with you. I think that's exactly what would happen. But that might be why there's been an effort to make sure that he is kept on the ballot, uh, because they okay. they know that he would win, and it would be such an embarrassment yeah. for the Democrats to see him win by yeah. writing. Well, Brad, they're trying to they're trying to create a scenario where there will be Democrats attacking people that support Trump. Because there was just a survey done that said ten support physical harm to Trump supporters. Brad, that's what they're going for. All this Mayorkas stuff and these other stories about Hunter Biden, these people are all actors that read the script that are given to them. Oh, exactly. John Kerry, I mean, all, John Kerry you know, is running the country. John yeah. Kerry is taking over for Henry Kissinger. The Council on well, Foreign Relations. Not only that, the media, the media is trying to run the country. You know, one of the comments that was made last night by MSNBC's uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Good guy's a goofball. But anyway, if you watch last night, he actually said this, Northlanders. MSNBC's host Lawrence O'Donnell said Tuesday on his network uh, after the primary it was a very bad night for former President Donald Trump. What? Yeah, yeah. He said it was a it was a very bad bad night. He said if Joe Biden wins and he wasn't even on the ballot, it's going to be a it was a very bad night for Donald Trump. Well, let's analyze this just for five seconds. Very bad night for Donald Trump. He won by double digits, and 
On top of that, uh, the the uh, some of the opponents, the opponent that got second place had 70% of her votes that weren't even Republicans. So come on, get serious. Anyway, we, we're going to get serious for a moment and talk to our good friend, Lady O'Collett, who is on the phone with us this morning. Lady O, how are you out there at the cottage? Uh, what, do you, what do you call it now? The, now it's going to be the Valentine Cottage, isn't it? Boy, you are good. You are good. Sure. Well, <laughs> Valentine Candy in the Mystical Wolf Moon Cottage. You want to call me at 218-591-7192 for the experience, and it is, of having tea with me privately in the Mystical Wolf Moon, and it'll be all themed for Valentine's and love, and it is really, there's movie props in there. It's really the real deal. So that's a lot of fun. We're going to have a book signing with an author who wrote a book on spiritual rituals to better your life. That's coming up in March. I'll be cluing you in on that. Then we'll okay. have a medium in April who's going to be at the Zeitgeist. I'll have her at the store the night or the day before to do some signings and autographs and things. So that stuff, I'll wait on that and, and tell everybody closer to it. But the store is doing great. The Witch Balls, one box got delivered today and another box tomorrow. And they Outstanding. The came in from the Ukraine and they are gorgeous. Man, I tell you, Northlanders, when she says gorgeous, that's exactly what they are. They are something that you hang in your window somewhere, and and the light will come into this clear ball and reflect off of the colors that are almost like dripping colors in the inside, and then will reflect into the room. It's hard to express on radio, but it, you've got to see them. They are just spectacular, and they will make your home just that much more warm and wonderful to come to. You know, and Brad, they're called spirit tree because it looks like a tree growing inside of it. All yeah, time. yes, it's, it's like a trunk of a tree, and the branches all what an art form. And they're and they're made by molten pieces of different glass and hand blown like they've been for hundreds of years, and they're beautiful huh. and they're affordable. So the Emporium, yeah. First Avenue West and Superior Street. Uh, 218-722-2240. I've got the Healing Salves and the Rose Elixir and the Balm of Gilead all stocked up and native wild rice, not the little black sticks that you get, but these. this is the native rice that curls like a puffy piece oh, of Oh, yeah. You know? It's really good and, and even cold like with chicken and mandarin oranges and celery and purple onions, you can make a salad at have that down there. I've got Labrador tea and all different kinds Ooh. of tea, uh, different crystals, wall hangings, um, dragons holding little gemstones, the cutest little baby dragons you've ever seen holding their prized <laughs> possession of an amethyst or a rose quartz, and they're just adorable. Um, little brooms with uh, crystals on them. I just like to get weird, fun stuff, all kinds of incense, all kinds of crystals, all kinds of books. And Palo Santo, which is hard to get, it's Amazon Hollywood, used in South America nice. and healing. Um, and also, you know, mudra, lotus mudra hands, and and a nod to the Buddhist community. And I just like and wolves. I I'm big on wolves and black bear and all that kind of honoring them. 
Um, so you got to check out the Emporium and follow your nose to Lady O's. Uh, Kenny likes Hey, that. I got to I, I gotta <laughs> tell you really quick. I just got a note from our friend uh, who, who had a book signing at your store, the wonderful, beautiful Vietnamese lady that wrote the children's book. She she I said if that. oh she was so and she's written about two or three more since then, and she said to me the, the other day she said if you ever talk to Lady Oh please tell her I love her. Oh I love her right back. She was I couldn't get enough hugging on her. She was so adorable and talented and a genius and beautiful person inside and out. And I if there are any artists or musicians that would like to have a shot on. Maybe performing for my store or having your book in my store. Please contact me. I'm all for uh, furthering the local community and even outside of our area. I don't care. All for one. Super. Super. Well, uh, tell us uh, the number for readings again and how to reserve for the cottage, the Valentine Cottage. (laughs) Well, to get a reading with me is 218 722-2240 for the lady and for the Mystical Wolf Moon Cottage Experience for pricing and details on location and everything. That is 218-591-7192. And you know, if I could, Alrighty. real quickly, the Labrador tea intrigued me. Now, is that a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador? <laughs> <laughs> Not an actual dog, Kenny. Come on. Well, you know, they say yellow and black labs are God sent. You know, God gave us those beautiful creatures, you know. You bet. They're awesome yeah, breeds. They're but awesome. what is Labrador tea now? Is that just from the the country there in Canada or, or the uh, province, rather? Uh, they call it that, and it's it's in, the indigenous people have used it for centuries. Ah, it, Labrador it is, tea. Uh, it's a relaxant. It's an antidepressant. It calms you. It cleanses the um, for the immune system. It's got a lot properties. I've drank it before when I've been a little hyper, you know, which is kind of normal. And yeah, it just yeah. takes that edge off and, and it's it's a wonderful taste to it too. And it, it looks is, like, is uh speaking of speaking of it helping people that are once in a while a little uptight, uh, do you have that in fifty five gallon drums by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I, I've got it right here, Lady O. I'm I'm intrigued about this. You might see me down there. Um, Athabascan First Nations and Inuit. Uh, it's one of their favorite beverages. That's right, Ooh. and it has been for hundreds of years. And they harvest it. It looks like a skinny, longer bay leaf. Huh. All and right. Dried and it and it makes this tea. And it, it is. It just you can feel yourself like, oh, I ain't mad at nobody. You know, <laughs> it's just kind of, and I believe that indigenous peoples, they know the land and they know the, uh, the plants that grow there. My daughter's yeah. a member of the bear clan and they're the protectors of the village. So naturally they would know what grows there and she does. And that's her products that she has. And I'm grateful to have them in my store. Well, you've got some great products in the store, and I'll tell you what, some of your healing salves, some of the best stuff I've ever used in my life, I was prescribed just about everything in the world to to clean up a skin condition by the VA. None of it worked. And when I tried some of your salves, healing salves, oh, my God, what a difference. So I know it works. That's another thing about you, Brad. All your advertisers, you frequent their establishment, and you try their products, too. You you are hands-on. 
Let me tell you, you don't just blindly like give the thumbs up. You, you're there. No, no. Got to try it to like it and find if it works or not. And it works, believe me. Well, listen, we got to go to our first break here. Uh, we got callers on hold. Uh, we're going to do a break and then we'll come back with some callers. Thank you, lady. Oh, I love you. KDAL time is 1130, 33 degrees in Canal Park, 33 at the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, winds are relatively light out of the southwest at about three, four miles an hour. And we are overcast. We got a little bit of haze hanging around here, Brad, and uh, very mild uh, temperatures for this time of the year. As a matter of fact, yesterday in the lower 48, the coldest temperature yesterday was one above. Oh, nice. Isn't that something? That's the lo- that's the lowest temperature one above. That, that speaks That was volumes. yesterday. Yesterday's yeah. lowest temperature in the lower 48 was one above. Now, this morning, uh, oh, I lost it here. It was either 17 or 19 below in a couple of the locations. But uh, say, Brad, our first caller up, we have Rugman. Rugman hasn't called in a while. You know, there was a time he was kind of a regular caller back in the day. Yes, yes. Rugman, welcome back. Uh, where you been? Where you been hiding out? Uh, hey, I listen all the time. You guys uh, carry okay. the program well. Other people should get a shot to talk to. I want to revisit. Uh, I got a couple of things here. I want to revisit the moniker, Rugman. I don't know if anybody's figured it out yet, but uh, it's getting a little thin. <laughs> Are you talking about your hair? or? Uh... <laughs> well, no. That's, that, it, we, I'm not going to just uh, let you guys have it. You got to figure it out. But I want to get on to the topic at hand. Is that all right? Yes. Yes. Go ahead, please. We we all get all excited about here comes the conservatives. This this is it. We're going to get back in there. Has anybody fixed the electoral process yet? Are you concerned at all about these seven states that stopped the counting that night? Have they fixed? Yes. I, I in you know I think in some areas they have worked on around the fringe to fix it, but I don't. I still am worried. Uh, just as I'm sure you, it sounds like you are, that we're going to get That's close the to the election in November and there's going to be this whole run again. Oh, my God, we got COVID coming back. We got to stay at home. We yeah. got to vote by absentee ballots. We got to. Yeah. Yeah. We have, have not, not corrected some of those. So no. nobody in the conservative movement is going to win anything. Joe's going to run from the basement and he's going to win unless the process has been fixed. Boy, you said a mouthful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is the bottom concern, I think, with a lot of people. Um, you know, and some of these, some of these early polls. Thank you, by the way. That good, good start, good place to start this process because there were some red flags that came out of New Hampshire. Um, you know, when the question was asked by some of these polling things about political liability for Trump. Uh, Trump leads leads Biden head to head matchup also showed that Trump fares worse than Biden just by a percentage like 45 to 46 percent if he is convicted of a felony. Now, is there a likelihood that that could happen? Well, there's always the possibility. I don't know if it's a likelihood. Some of these cases are starting to look more and more like they might be flipping over into Trump's uh, bailiwick where it actually is going to help him. But there are obstacles out there in landmines. 
And part of it is the, as exactly as Rugman just said, part of it is the electoral process itself. So we're going to have to keep an eye. Anyway, we got to flip to CBS News. We'll be right back with much more shortly. KDAL time is 1137, 34 degrees in Grand Marais. If you're going to be up the North Shore, uh, up uh, Lake Cook County, uh, going to be relatively mild even along the shore. Actually, there is a 20% chance today and tonight of a light wintry mix. Uh, just 20%, and that's going to uh, extend into tomorrow. But mild conditions, uh, again, along the North Shore, pretty much everywhere, Brad, are relatively yeah. mild winds and mild air temps. So, uh, Kenny, the mildness of the temperatures, <clears throat> is. has anybody thought, of, is that going to have any impact on uh, hockey day and war road this uh, coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday? You know, that's a great thought, Brad. Uh, we'll look at the forecast. I mean, they're uh, quite a ways away from us as the crow flies, even uh, yeah. even as the car drives. Uh, where are we going again? We're going to war road. Huh? Well, let's take war a quick yep. uh, peek there. We can just press a little bit here this weekend. Uh, uh, we're going to stay below freezing. At least that's the forecast. Uh, Friday night, 18 on the morning okay. uh, low, Saturday morning, 18, and then maybe 29 on Saturday. And the forecast is partly mm. sunny, 29 northwest winds. And uh, we'll just wait and see. But that sounds somewhat favorable. Well, b- because the reason I ask is because I read a big piece in the St. Paul Pioneer Press today about Hockey Day and War Road. They've got massive things planned. Right. Of course, they've got a huge hockey rink built on their football field. Good. Which I believe is not, they do not have an ice system or a, a, a refrigeration system no. under it. I don't think they need it there. Uh, so if it gets soft, that's going to be difficult. And they've got a lot of games scheduled for that. Now, they also have, uh, they've also cleared these huge, like, four-mile area along the river by War Road for people to get out and skate on, which is a way that there are hockey players over the years, in, including, uh, you know, all even the ones that are in pros right now, have skated on over the years. But, they, but I noticed in the paper this morning, they said some of the accesses to the river skate have been closed down because of mild weather conditions. All right, the War Road River. Um, yeah. Well, let's hope things go off uh, without too much of a hitch in War Road this weekend. Uh, Hockey Day, Minnesota. But, uh, yeah. And we still do have you know, Jerry because, from Cloquet that's holding bread. Okay. Well, we'll get to him. I was just going to say because it, War Road is a town of about 1,800, I think, and they're expecting ten to 15,000 people it's gonna be awesome. for this event. So, anyway, Jerry from up in Cloquet, how are you to, this morning? Um, I'm fine, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. What I want to comment on, and I want people to think about this, that last night's um, thing that went on in in New Hampshire, when they said that Joe Biden's name isn't going to be on the ballot, you wonder what the intentions overall were. And this is what I want you to think about. They demonstrated that without his name on the ballot, he still won by 76,000 which makes you think, oh, you know, wow, Joe's still out there and everybody wants him. But the other thing I want to say is they gave a, he gave a speech, they had it on the news, and he boldly looks into the camera and said, we are going to 
beat or win in the next election by record numbers. And if you think back in the 2020 election, they promoted everybody getting out to vote, both Barack and Michelle, and they had all these people on, you know, saying get out and vote. It's almost like they wanted people to think this is going to be a big vote count, which they subliminally programmed into our minds so we could accept the $80 million for Joe Biden. But where I'm going, I want to get back to what I wanted to, to, to mention was that Joe looked in the camera and said, we are going to win by record numbers. Does he know something we don't? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's possible. I guess he, he could be looking at, uh, at something, you know, some way that they could concoct a, a, a scenario where they would know that there was going to be a record. I, I think what he's referring to is the this negative thing that keeps coming up in every poll out there, and I've talked about it uh, for quite a while, is that there, if, if it ends up that this is going to be a, a, a Biden and a Trump ticket, which it's looking more and more like it is going to end up to be that, there is going to be a massive attempt to turn out the Democratic vote in a couple of different ways. First of all, the Democrats are going to continue to talk about, oh, well, Nancy Pelosi this morning had a story out on the wire services that if Donald Trump wins, they're going to make abortion illegal in every state in the union. Women are going to be using cord hangers and they're going to... So they're going to keep preaching on that, but they'll also there'll there'll be a massive effort for to turn out a democratic vote to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't get back in. Um they, they will they, they will try every way legal and I hate to say illegal, but you know, there might be some efforts made there too to turn out a massive record number of people to vote against Trump, to vote for Biden. Anyway, we'll talk more about this as we go on this morning. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a warm, warm place, a place to keep you really warm in the Northland, and that's the uh, fine folks over there at Duluth Stoven Fireplace. Man, oh man, I used to talk about them when they had two big corridors full of uh, different heating units. Now, Matt, you got, what, three, four, maybe? You probably got twice the number of units on display that you used to have at the old location. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're right. We added uh, two more corridors, but we also added two more rooms. So we have a, a electric room, and then we've got a, a wood room, which we call the Oakland room. Uh, and it uh, it's all, all wood, and they're active during fireplaces and stoves and then the electric are they're all activated as well so people can see them all well you know a lot of people when they hear you talk about electric matt they they, they think that that's just something for visualization it doesn't really create any heat but that's not true oh right no that's the that's the nice thing about them is that they they can work without heat but they all have a little heater on them um, it's not something you'd heat your house with, but it's something to create a warmth in the room and heat the room. So, and some are also able to be wired in with to 220 if you're looking for actually a custom heater. So, yeah, they they function that way as well. Um, 
they're, they're really a unique product because they can be used year-round. And you've got a number of units there on display at Delustoven Fireplace that actually qualify for uh, for government rebates, where if you put one of these in your home and replace something that's less efficient, you're going to end up getting some support to help buy it. Yeah, yeah, the federal tax credit has been a great thing for people. Um, you know, it kind of takes the edge off the purchase of a new wood stove, and, and people are are looking for wood stoves, you know, coming out of the COVID era. And, uh, they like to have a good backup that's their own and it's renewable and it's cheap to run. And so having that tax credit is, is really a nice thing. Absolutely. And you know, when you're buying a unit like this, or maybe even a couple for your house, you can't think of this year as being a normal year. This has been a fairly warm year so far, but we've had you, all you got to do is look at last year to realize how you want a good, efficient uh, backup system to your forced air unit on a regular basis, year after year after year. And you can get it at Deleuze Stoven Fireplace. And, Matt, I'm going to let you talk about how to get access to, to your store, what hours of operation you're there, and uh, how to contact you. We're on the corner of 25th Avenue West and Superior Street. Our showroom hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6, and Friday, 8 to 4.30, and Saturday, 9 to 2. Phone number, 218-727-9002, and then our website is DuluthStove.com. Very good. Thank you, Matt. It's, uh, it's definitely a place that you want to go to make your home more comfortable and more warm and inviting. Uh, Duluth Stove and Fireplace. So, uh, Kenny, before we go to our Minnesota news break here, uh, I noticed in you you mentioned it yesterday, I think, fairly extensively. Um, but the uh, today in the Duluth News Tribune, they seem to be running a couple of days late. Uh, the city council has unanimously approved a slate of legislative priorities uh, on Monday night. That we're into Wednesday now, and they're just talking about it now on Wednesday, but not before spent uh, sending a clear message to Mayor Roger Reinhart that they don't want city administrators to turn its back on the idea of building a new downtown facility that would house the library as well as career force uh, offices and outreach services for the Duluth Police Department. But the mayor, the newly elected mayor, by a pretty substantial landslide, by the way, has suggested that the city step back and reconceptualize that whole area. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to say no to uh, a new library, per se, or, or, you know, a redo of the library, what have you. Yeah, no, and, and, and he admits that there are some discrepancies in this current facility yeah you know that it's it's not the best when it comes to breathability or air and heating those are all things that need to be done but i mean some of these city councilors uh like you you've got this uh azarin awala owl is how you yeah. pronounce it like just walla owl okay. owl like a bird like oh, the bird. Allah. no brad okay. like the bird owl like the bird owl yeah okay owl. Yeah. A-W-A-L, owl. Yeah, just say owl. Okay. That's how she pronounces yeah. it. She noted that the current library building could be a tremendous expensive endeavor to make 
remodeling and, and fix it up to the way that you know could be. She anticipates a cost of sixty million. Now I don't know if she's an architect or she's just pulling these figures out of out of the air. I'll be kind. <laughs> Uh, out of the air, but uh, she suggests inaction is an unacceptable option. So she's obviously been sold a bill of goods that we need to have a new $75 million library or yeah. plus downtown. Yeah. So anyway. Well, if we listen too much to her, I mean, she's a democratic socialist and we know socialism leads to poverty, but uh, that's another topic. But right. it's interesting she throws out that number, $60 million, because the... Uh, Former Mayor Larson, her number was seventy million, maybe seventy-two. Yeah. I kind of lost track on that number. Um, that's a lot of money, and yeah. you know, I think that libraries are vital functions, vital assets to any city, especially a city the size of Duluth, and we need it. But uh, I remember the old Carnegie Library up by, uh, oh gosh, uh, Washington Junior High School. I loved that library. The glass. Floors. It was a great. Facility. Oh, yeah. You went over to the the cabinets and you opened up those uh, wooden doors, uh, drawers to look for your book and you went and found it and oh, it was great. And the librarians there, they were strict. You didn't get out of hand. No. No, sir. No, I'd, I'd, I don't know that she's uh, necessarily correct when she said it's one of our most neglected city assets. You know, there. No. He, Roger, Roger admits that. that Things need to be done. Neglected. You know, there's got, yeah. No, I, I don't know about that, but there needs to be improvements there. I haven't been there in a while, Brad, and I don't re- even think I've been there since prior, well, it was prior to the uh, pandemic when that all hit back in 2020. And uh, I, I know they've had issues down there with transients and people uh, just kind of being bums down there. I don't know what the latest is on all that nonsense, but... That can't yeah. happen. They got to put an end to that stuff. Yeah, they uh, evidently the the mayor has said that he is uh, that he's seeking additional state funding to develop plans, and that got some counselors uh, riled up as well. Teresa yeah. Tominic questioned the need for additional yeah. funds. And, yeah, you know, you know I, I think it was John Ramos, if I'm not mistaken. And he put together a piece in the Monitor. He does the uh, Duluth Monitor. Uh, he yeah. was once a writer for the Reader a, a while back, but he went out on his own. Oh, we got uh, emergency vehicles going by. What is it? Okay. Um, could you hear the sirens? No, oh. I didn't. Huh? All right, they're gone. I'm sorry. Uh, John Ramos put together a story. And if I know, he talked or at least had some quotes from the uh, the original architect of that library downtown and uh i don't remember all the details in the story but if i'm not mistaken they did a feasibility or there was some work done to look at the hvac system and it was a sound system maybe a few tweaks i don't recall but uh you know we need a new library to some and to others me included this library is a very good library Right. Well, the mayor is not dropping any work at the library. In fact, he wants to revisit the plans, basically. He assured the council Monday that he remains committed to the downtown library and is open to ideas of uh, 
coalescing around other downtown services in the same facility, even though he wants to step back and revisit the planned project. Uh, But he, he does have kind of a placeholder. He's looking for bonding for 200 to 500 as a placeholder to keep the library project in the public spotlight as they refine or look at the plans and figure out what how they're going to do it so anyway we gotta we gotta get to our uh, minnesota news break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this before the end of our number one kdal time eleven fifty eight. the final minute brad and looking at some of the temperatures around the area my goodness temperatures range from 30 in cloquet to 34 in superior and everything in between nice. yeah getting Getting doggone nice, really is. Well, just to wrap this up real quick, and I know we've only got 30 seconds, but Duluth has identified its top three priorities as seeking $6.7 million to repair the Lakewood water treatment plant, $14 million to repair the aerial lift bridge, and $15 million to $20 million to help redevelop the waterfront lot D properties in addition to a $10 million funding request to support the Spirit Valley Wellness Center, $14 million for new airport control tower, and $7 million for the repairs at the Duluth Convention Center. Heavy so, on infrastructure, this administration. Exactly. And, and that's important because you've got to have your, administ- your infrastructure in a solid condition to grow your businesses and everything else. So... Anyway, we're uh, just about done here. In fact, we are done with this hour, but we've got a lot more to get back to uh, when we come back with our number two here on the Wednesday edition of Sound Off 610 KDL Radio.